Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 18th of October 2020. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker and this morning's sermon is by my colleague the Reverend Michael Godfrey. Readings are by Elena Godfrey and Alan Stephen and our prayers are led by Kate Cocker. Though separated at this time, we still meet in the presence of God, who knows our needs, hears our cries, feels our pain, and heals our wounds. Our first hymn is Through All the Changing Scenes of Life.
God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for this Sunday. Faithful Lord, whose steadfast love never ceases and whose mercies never come to an end, grant us the grace to trust you, and to receive the gifts of your love new every morning. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 33. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favour with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favour with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people, unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people? On the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, 
you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew, chapter 22, verse 15 to 22. The Pharisees plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test? You hypocrites, show me the coin used for the tax. They brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are emperors, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the Gospel of the Lord. A talk for the Sunday, the, uh, the 19th, after Trinity. Who are you to tell me what to do? You can't tell me what to do. First we were told, there is no God. Then we were told, there is no such thing as society. If both assertions were true, then what are we left with? Absolutely nothing, there's just me. And what I choose to do, what I choose to care about. Humankind is now God. I'm now a God. And this idea that's become common in Western civilization has worked its way through into the way people behave. If I want to party with other people, no one has the right to stop me. If I want to visit my family and friends, then who can say no to me? If I want to fly away to a foreign holiday, well, I've got the right to do so, haven't I? If I don't want to wear a face mask, then you can't tell me I should. I am now a god. I can decide for myself. We heard today in the Gospel reason, did we not, that um, 
Jesus' opponents were trying to trap him by asking a tricky question, a question that was a hot topic at the time of Jesus. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? They were saying basically, why should we pay our hard-earned money to these foreign invaders? What have the Romans ever done for us? It was actually even more contentious issue in first century Palestine than than paying into the EU budget has been for the Brexiteers. There'd already been rebellions in Judea over the issue. In fact, there was one when Jesus was a boy. There'd been a revolt led by a rebel named Judas over this very issue, a revolt, of course, which the Romans had put down with their customary force. So Jesus asked his opponents to produce a coin and that was already giving the answer to their own question whose head is on the coin Jesus asked them because what they were demonstrating by having a coin with Caesar's head on it in their possession was that they were already willing to participate in a society controlled by the Romans They were benefiting from that society by being able to participate in in trade and in commerce. They were gaining personal wealth and social wealth by being part of the Roman Empire. As it was Caesar's head, then they were already demonstrating that they were part of a society controlled by the Romans. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, Jesus says. They were therefore accountable to the society of which they were part and benefiting and therefore accountable and responsible to its authority, rendered to Caesar. But Jesus was actually pointing at something else by using the image on a coin, because there was a second implication too. When Jesus asked whose images on the coin, then the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who who knew their sacred scriptures only too well, would know that what we now call Genesis chapter 1, 27 was being referred to, where in Genesis it says, so God created humankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. So when Jesus was saying, render to God the things that are God's, give to God the things that are God's, he was saying, just as the coin bears the image of the emperor, so we human beings who have been created in the image of God also owe allegiance to God. If we are created in his image, then we are accountable and responsible to God. The God for whom we owe our lives, we owe this world, we owe everything we have, and the God uh, and what we do, our actions and the way we live. It seems to me, therefore, that the values of of popular Western culture 
that seem to say we are the centre of the universe and that all that matters are the choices that we make. Ideas that have become so widespread in our Western civilization over the last 50 years, these very values are actually being by this COVID pandemic shown to be flawed and absolutely wrong. Because we're seeing that this second wave that's happening is happening where people are refusing to restrain their freedoms, their actions, their liberties and their behaviours to reduce social contacts and their way they want to live. And the truth seems to be that the COVID pandemic is showing that we are accountable for our actions. We are accountable to the wider community and we are responsible. We are responsible for and we're responsible to other people. Therefore, we need society. We need a government to take actions to mobilize resources that we can't organize as individuals, even as, as tiny villages and towns. We need other people. We need scientists. We need medics. We need carers. We need a host of producers and providers, which this COVID pandemic has demonstrated if we are to live and if we are to survive at all. We need neighbours to help us and to be helped by us. And above all, we need a bigger purpose that gives us hope, that gives us a source of strength, that gives us a reason to live for and live by. Someone who says, we can say to, we are not alone in this crisis, in this world, in this universe. We need God. In the passage we shall hear next week, probably, that follows on from, from this passage we heard today about the coin. Jesus was asked which of the commandments is the greatest, another way they were trying to trick him and cause upset. And Jesus replied by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, as we have it now, and Leviticus 19 verse 18, when he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We are accountable and we are responsible. And loving, loving God and loving our neighbour is showing that we are indeed willing to be responsible and accountable and caring. We're accountable and responsible to God and to the society of which we benefit and of which we're part and to the world and the world order of which we are part. And now we're going to listen to a piece of music by Christopher Idle, God of Hope and Lord of Healing. It's a prayer in itself, and then we'll follow that with our prayers by Kate.
Good morning. Let us take some time to pray. I'd just like to start with um, my devotional reading from this morning, which I think hopefully speaks to everybody as we come into a time of prayer. And it says, Take time to be still in my presence. The more hassled you feel, the more you need this sacred space of communion with me. Breathe slowly and deeply. Relax in my holy presence while my face shines upon you. This is how you receive my peace, which I always proffer to you. Father God, help us to keep your peace in our hearts every day. In these times of uncertainty, whether it's our health, our families, our finances, or all three, help us to trust in you. Please take away any fear of the future and help us to remember that your peace passes all understanding and your love holds us tight. We pray today for our world, for protection against COVID-19 and that a vaccination will soon be found for all. We pray particularly for areas of conflict and war. Please bring peace to our world. Please, we pray, Lord, for our leaders pray that they will just come together and together we fight the Covid virus, but together, Lord, for peace, we ask in your name. We pray for our country at this time. We pray particularly for our government to make the right decisions in order to protect us against the virus but also from the economic destruction that it seems to be causing. We pray for all those that are lost their jobs or about to lose jobs. Lord, just send your love and help us, Lord, to be active um, in giving help to those around us. Lord, we bring to you today all those that each of us know who are poorly. We pray for healing for them to be restored to good health. Lord, we pray for our schools and particularly our local schools. The pressure on teachers and staff to keep children and themselves safe from the virus is huge. Working in these conditions brings so much added stress to all who work in education. Lord, we thank you that our schools are being kept open because there's so many advantages to that, we know. But particularly, Lord, we do pray that you will protect all that are in schools at this time. Lord, we pray for our refugee family. Lord, you know who they are. You've picked them out for us. The camps that they're now living in are so awful. And we've got this little home that's ready to receive just that one family to give them a new life. Lord, I pray that you will speed things up, that all the powers that be, Lord, will look to know that how hard, you know, we really have, we've tried to get this family and Lord, there's been so many barriers. So Father God, we just reach out to you and ask for you to um, sort that situation. And Lord, we pray for our churches. We thank you, Lord, that, you know, so many of them have been able to reopen, even though it's not the best situation that we'd all like to be in. Lord, it is a place where we can come and praise and thank you and worship you. 
And Lord, I just thank you for technology that this service can go out online to everybody who would like to hear and be part of church. Lord, we've got so much to be grateful for, but at times I know that we feel that there's so much that's not so good in our lives. So Lord, we just need to wrap all these prayers and the prayers of each individual together and ask that you will bless us, Lord, that you'll always, I know, listen to us. But most of all, Lord, that you send your love and your peace and that for each one we receive it today. In Jesus' name, Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And our final hymn is, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my dear Redeemer's praise.
Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.